Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Brett Bowe continue their discussion on Article 11 of the Augsburg Confession, looking at an Old Testament passage and its application. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowe. That's still me. And I'm joined by... Pastor Jason Goodham. That's still me. That's still you. It is. Yeah. We're still kind of figuring out how to do this we're, we're intro. Without... Walking through the dark, yeah. oh. guiding our hands all over the place, trying not to bump <laughs> into lamps and things. Yeah. Uh, it's been a good conversation, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I find it the most interesting that... With Brian not on the podcast, mm-hmm. we haven't talked about sports at all. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we're like, with Brian out of the way, we can uh, talk sports. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking Twins White Sox <laughs> stuff all the time. No, not at all. So uh, I guess you're welcome for the people who don't like us talking yeah. about sports yes. or pop culture. But yeah, yeah. it's it's been a good conversation. It's been difficult. Mm-hmm. It's been different. Mm-hmm. But you Different know, isn't necessarily bad. Different's but... not bad. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know... It's never bad to talk about the truth. Yeah, right. And, you know, yeah. the this is the thing that, you know, as I wrote this content for my mm-hmm. Sunday school class and, and and people became aware of it. And then I've, mm-hmm. I've given the actual Sunday school material to a couple dozen pastors maybe now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, oh, this is really good. It's like, well, the material was there already. I just mm-hmm. outlined it, you know. Yep. So we're, we're yep. working with good quality stuff here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that, thanks for uh, sharing that because that, you know, that goes back to the original start of the podcast was finding a way to get your Sunday school class into a format like this where it's more of a conversation and more of an ongoing unfolding of, of the truth as, yeah. as we're walking through God's word and, and you know, it fleshed out in, in the confessions, Lutheran confessions. And our show prep literally consists of you and I reviewing the actual Sunday school right. notes that yeah. I talk out of. You know, we're, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's all we're really doing in it, mm-hmm. and that's just fine. And yep. then the, the like what we're doing today has been tacked on. You know, yeah. like we want to have demonstrate that yep. the Lutheran confessions are flowing right out of what Scripture is actually saying. That yep. the the confessions don't supersede, they don't replace mm-hmm. Scripture. They summarize what Scripture yep. uh, says, and they deliver it to us in a topical, concise manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's kind of fun as we build up the episode numbers that uh, we've covered a lot of scripture passages. It, we're almost getting to it's the starting point. It's starting to get hard yeah. to find, oh, we've already done one on that one. And yeah, exactly. Didn't we double up for the first time a, I, I a few episodes yeah. ago? We just had to do it. Right. Yep. And that's okay too, you know, because sometimes the same scripture, you can think about it in, in a different light in terms of like a different topic. You know, what is, what is this scripture um, and what does this scripture contribute to this discussion versus... What does this same scripture contribute to that discussion? I don't know. I'm wholly convinced that <laughs> everything that can possibly yeah. said, be said about a p- passage of scripture can be said in 22 minutes or less. <laughs> well, <laughs> we, we, we've covered it all exhaustively yeah, and perfectly. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to like episode 1000 and we'll be like, well, I think we're, we're done. done. We're yeah. done here. Then that covers uh, Second Chronicles, <laughs> <laughs> the genealogy Seven, in no, Second Chronicles. 714. Yeah, there you go. That'll, that'll be the absolute last the verse last we took. <laughs> that would be the last one. Uh, Jason's head will explode after yes. that. Yeah, good. Well, anyway, all of that to say today. Today's episode is in Psalm 19. This is our Old Testament 
Uh, as is our custom, we choose an Old Testament passage that uh, connects to, and sometimes, like in this case, this ver- one of the verses is actually referred to. In, quoted, directly quoted directly in the apology, right? Yeah, yep. And so, you know, listener, as you read through, like, say, the Augsburg Confession, you might see a scripture verse quoted. That's a great opportunity. Kind of reminds me of what was it, uh, Dr. Mulstrey, that said, you know, it's a good outline for Bible study. You know, take yeah. take time to look into that text and read the context of the verse. And most of the time, what we're doing with this is is, mm-hmm. is exactly that. Yeah. You, you find a Bible study, like, oh, that's a great passage to yep. talk about it. Let's do it. Uh, treating the confessions as effective Bible studies mm-hmm. on the reality of our faith might not be a healthier practice for a yeah. Christian to be doing. Yep. Good. Um, So I'll read the text that's before us today. We're in Psalm 19, and I'm going to read just two verses, 12 and 13, although we'll probably refer to verse 14. Yeah, read 14 anyway. Uh, Okay, I'll read the whole thing. Uh, Verses 12 through 14 in Psalm 19. Uh, It says this, Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Here ends the reading of God's word. Amen and amen. 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 Oh, I love it. Yeah, good. So so what is it about this text that uh, draws our attention to it today? Well, right from the outset, uh, like you said, this intersects directly with the content of both the Oxford Confession and the Apology, mm-hmm. and, it, and it highlights one of the common errors about confession and absolution mm-hmm. is that we are in it to list all of our sins. Mm-hmm. And and the, the pushback yep. against, you know, a more Roman Catholic practice, you yep. know, like if you've watched a lot of TV shows and uh, my wife and I personally are massive fans of the Father Brown series yeah, on the BBC, uh, which uh, there's several amusing things about that. I, I think it's very interesting to me that it's uh, it's a show that takes place in the 50s mm-hmm. in England and it's about Roman Catholics and not Anglicans. Oh, Father right, yeah. Roman, and I, that's always a curiosity yeah. to me, but he's a particularly good Roman Catholic theologian. Yeah. Uh, G.K. Chesterton. Yeah, yeah, well, it's Chesterton's character, right, so they're yeah. about 50 to 60 years after the yeah. original stories. Based off of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of a flavor of wokeness on the show. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Father Brown is particularly tolerant of sexual sins mm. on the show. But there are real scenes of grace. But hmm. almost every episode, yeah. there's an, a scene of the actual practice of Roman Catholic confession. Interesting. And and uh, the, you start off with, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. And it has been nine years since my right. last confession. And you think, Which that's a con- lot to cover. <laughs> right. It, it connects well with this idea of like a crime drama. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And, I mean, it's a very powerful scene mm-hmm. as someone deals and grapples with the guilt mm-hmm. of their sin and failure. That's good for the purposes of confession. We want people to be aware of not only their sin, mm-hmm. but their guilt for their sin. And, mm. you know, maybe there's something to be said at this point that far too often in American Christianity, the gospel is about addressing the guilt of sin rather than the actual sin. Mm-hmm. And so, so what we end up doing in a weak proclamation of the gospel is we end up convincing people to feel better about their sin hmm. than having that sin forgiven. Mm-hmm. So we want to avoid that. 
But part of it is it's just simply not possible <laughs> to confess all of our sins. Right. We don't know. We won't remember. Yeah. We don't realize when we're sinning. Yeah. It's kind of like when we talked about the how many people are involved in bringing us our lunch today. Yeah, in vocation. vocation. Yeah, vocation. By the way, so yeah, we've, we've kind of missed out on that. The DoorDash driver yeah, yes, yeah. And, and the fry cook yeah. at Popeyes. Right. And, yeah, at some point, you just can't can't think of every well, thing, every ad, single thing. Ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, you have so. In the DoorDash driver, mm-hmm. so you have the manufacturer of the plastic bag who brought the meal. <laughs> right. You have the manufacturers mm-hmm. of all of the various components that make up that person's automobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the manufacturers of all the, you know, the equipment at Popeyes. You mm-hmm. know, it goes on and on and on. Yes. Yep. But one of the realities in here, and uh, you know, the the church needs to get back to confessing this, mm-hmm. is that the New Testament teaches us that anything done apart from faith mm-hmm. is sin. Mm, that's right. So, yep. so sin isn't merely comparing good versus evil or approved versus disapproved. It's a matter of our faith is what makes us acceptable to God. That's what we're going to round out, you know, at the mm-hmm. end of this in verse 14. Yep. It's it's not our good behavior that makes us acceptable to God. Mm. It's Jesus' good behavior in our place. Yes. Amen. Uh, we can't please God. It's mm-hmm. Isaiah 64, 6. Yep. All our righteous yep. deeds are as filthy rags. And, and, mm-hmm. and the reality behind that image is is much more grotesque mm-hmm. than, you know, a, like a dirty oil rag that you use to change yep. your car's oil. It's a menstrual garment. Right. It's, it's something in a, a ritual purity culture that the Jewish worship in the Old mm-hmm. Testament would have been repulsed by. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's right. You know, and I've heard and I can go along with it. A more mm-hmm. accurate picture of what our society values is all our righteous deeds are as a dirty diaper. Mm hmm. You know, that that sort of a picture. Yep. And, you know, confession and absolution becomes so much more valuable to us as mm-hmm. individuals when we beat out of our thick skulls and out <laughs> of our sinful natures the the notion that our standing before God is a matter of not a is more than a matter of obedience and disobedience. Mm-hmm. It's it's beyond that. So that, you know, we can't teach that if you stop sinning mm-hmm. in an area, you'll be more pleasing to God. Because if you root out a bad habit, mm-hmm. let's say if you sincerely, Brett, could stop being a White Sox fan. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh, no. no. <laughs> even, even if you got rid of that taint off of your soul, <laughs> you wouldn't be any less of a sinner oh. than as a White Sox fan. Now, when you say it like that, there's yeah. there's a world of qualifications yeah. involved. So we're, what we're not saying is that your sin doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the value of your sin. We're talking about the depth of your sinfulness. Mm-hmm. And so getting yeah. rid of a bad habit, mm-hmm. you should try to do that. You should avoid sinful behavior, mm-hmm. not because it makes you better, yeah. but because... God says you should avoid sinful yeah, behavior, right. right? But if I root out a bad habit, I'm still a sinner. Yes. And I'm still all the way a sinner. Right. I'm not Yeah, what Christianity is not um behavior modification 
uh, to stop sinning. It's yeah, it's not being and it's not being graded on a curve. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that you know, it's it's one of those things where the the saying in college is D's get degrees. You know, <laughs> you know, I a, got a D plus. I passed. A sixty one percent right will get you through in college. Right. That's not how it works with mm-hmm. God. You are either all the way a sinner or you are all the way a saint mm-hmm. in God's court of justice. Right. Yeah, and, and we're still left with this with the sin nature and it's de- it's deceiving to you know the scripture says our hearts are deceptive and uh I love how the psalmist here in verse 12 is saying who can who can discern his errors? And, and the expected answer is uh, you know nobody. You know we we can't know the depth of of our sinfulness and the sinful motivations and the the idols that our heart uh, produces. Uh, we, we can't can't know the depths of that. Yeah, we can't know the depths of it. And and the powerful statement that comes after it: "Declare me mm-hmm. innocent from hidden faults." Mm-hmm. A massive difference there mm-hmm. between declare and make. Okay. We How want so? we want to be righteous. And in fact, as Christians, we are being made mm-hmm. righteous. That's the process of sanctification that is not complete until either death or Christ returns. It's mm-hmm. not complete until eternity. The problem is if sanctification. You, yeah, sanctification. Mm-hmm. If your confession of Christianity is that you are made righteous, what happens if you sin? Mm-hmm. You, you start to doubt that. We start to doubt mm-hmm. that. And by your confession, you're no longer righteous. Mm-hmm. And so again, your faith is measured on your personal performance, on your success and failure, mm-hmm. not on Christ's success or failure in your place. Mm-hmm. That's the gospel. Uh, if, if the gospel is about being made righteous mm-hmm. for salvation, we're all doomed. Mm-hmm. If the gospel is being declared righteous because we exist before God in his divine cosmic court of law, God makes that double declaration of the gospel, mm-hmm. not guilty and righteous. Right. You know, it, it can't stop at not guilty. Mm-hmm. It has to also be righteous. Not guilty is your slate has been wiped clean, wiped clean, don't screw it up again. Yeah, right. Righteous is you have obeyed the law in its entirety. Right. When, I, when God looks at you, he sees what Jesus has done perfectly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think many Christians don't grasp yep. that, that. That as a Christian, right now, you have perfectly obeyed mm-hmm. the law to the nth degree mm-hmm. in Jesus mm-hmm. because of Jesus. That's so fantastic. Yeah. And, and that's the gospel we yep. have to, to hear yep. when we confess our sins. Right. Yeah. And so like with this Augsburg Confession article, it's about um, unburdening consciences. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this line from the Apology in this same section. He says, Concern, concerning the enumeration of sins in confession, people are taught in such a way as to not trap their consciences. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what we're trying to avoid. Uh, we're trying to... You know, release, untrap, uh, unburden, um, soothe consciences by the direct application of the gospel to our our hidden faults. Yeah, it's it's we we need to make sure that law and gospel doesn't matter doesn't become a matter of catching you in a technicality mm-hmm. and getting off on a loophole. Right. You know, that's not the way God's system of justice works. Mm-hmm. Our justice is corrupt and incomplete and often misplaced. Mm. God's justice is eternal 
and perfect. Mm -hmm. And so when you sin, even the most minor sin damns you to hell. Mm -hmm. If you... Uh, if you do this, that, or the other thing, it's not like, well, I didn't mean it, or I did this good thing and it cancels it out. No, it's there's no like, you know, well, I I fasted during Lent, I'm okay, you know, <laughs> I, you know, th- those sorts of things. Right. Uh, the same thing is, uh, what the gospel isn't finding you a way out; mm-hmm. it's taking care of all of your sin. Right all of the time, perfectly. Right. And uh, I was listening to a Bible study recently where the guy was talking about how using the illustration of when you have a bottle of water and you shake it and water comes out, kind of describing of the words that we say, it's it's coming from our hearts. Yep. And, you know, when people say, I don't mean it, you know, well, you said it. And so it, it came out of your heart. Yeah. It's a reflection of what our sin yeah. looks like. And yep. we need to realize the what our sin looks like is Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, the the ugliness of crucifixion, mm-hmm. the brutal reality of that torture. Mm-hmm. You know, the you know, again, meditating on the image of Christ on the cross, yep. where the only way you survive on the cross is if you can push yourself up on the nails that are Mm. suspending you to the cross so you can get a breath of air. Mm. And you slowly die by suffocation. You know, the ugliness of our sin is personified by a crucifixion. Mm -hmm. But the reality of Christ's crucifixion is that we have the right and the privilege as Christians to say, your sins are forgiven. Mm. And that's the outcome because you're not on the cross. Mm-hmm. Jesus is. Right. You're not in the tomb. Jesus was. You didn't emerge from the tomb victorious. Jesus did in your place. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the reality, the historical reality of the gospel mm-hmm. means we get to preach the objective certainty mm-hmm. of the gospel. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so like in this text here, verses 12... And then the first half of verse 13 is kind of like the confession yep. section. And then the last half of verse 13, it, we have this this gospel applied and the result of that. Yep. Um, so like verse 13 kind of echoes again, uh, who can discern his errors from verse 12, verse 13, keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. And that's there's the, a lot, of, lot to unpack with that. That's expression. the antidote to cheap grace, right? Yeah. That's the objection yep. is, is we don't confess sins in order that we can commit them, mm-hmm. right? That the presumptuous sin is, oh, I'm forgiven anyway, I yeah, can do this. Right. The gospel doesn't forgive that kind of sin. Mm-hmm. The gospel forgives sin of the repentant sinner mm-hmm. who's crying out for mercy. Yep. The good news is your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. The person who says, I don't need forgiveness, I'm going to do this sin anyway, isn't it's, apprehending it's that by faith. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. And then the outcome of mm-hmm. that repentance, of that confession, is that you're blameless. Yeah, right. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Oh. It's The idea that we are innocent before God is one of the hardest ideas to wrap our brains mm-hmm. around. But the gospel is applied to us in such a way that God cannot and will not take it back. Hmm. He's not going to change his mind. 
He's not going to say, uh, no, it doesn't work that way. You know, he's, God gives you the whole Christ mm-hmm. in his entirety in your place. Mm. And what that means is that the man who is God and the God who is man, mm-hmm. same person, Jesus yep. Christ, is the one who paid the price for your sins. Mm. Is, mm. is the one who, you know, your sins have already been punished. Your execute uh, judgment has been executed on your sins. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, maybe the best image of the gospel is that it, it's not God ignoring your sins. Mm-hmm. It's not God tolerating your sins. Is that God has dealt with your sins. Yes. And so your sins don't exist before God because they've already been dealt with. Mm. They've already been, the punishment has already been carried out. Mm. Amen. And, you know, I, I think of even in the midst of saying it in the middle of verse 13, let them not have dominion over me. Yeah. You know, even in the midst of sins where it feels like they own you and you just mm-hmm. can't, like you were saying about habitual sins. Yeah. Um, and I think that knowing you're, that you are blameless in Christ, knowing you're innocent, that, that gospel has an ongoing effect of we don't have to be enslaved to sin um, because we've been forgiven and set free. Well, and I think this is a, a really good part of the episode to to say directly to that person right now listening, mm-hmm. struggling with habitual sin, maybe mm-hmm. struggling with addictions, mm-hmm. you know, being beaten down by your repeated failure to overcome this. Mm-hmm. Absence of this particular sin in your life is not your victory over sin. Mm. Your victory over sin is Jesus Christ on the cross in your place and Jesus Christ emerging from the empty tomb. That is victory over your sin. Mm -hmm. And in fact, that is where Mm -hmm. God will provide you the strength to overcome this habitual sin, to overcome this addiction. It might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen without repeated failures. But the strength to resist Satan comes from Christ in your place Mm -hmm. and not from your own personal successes or failures. Amen. And, And the outcome then to again, the person who feels soiled and tainted by sin and beaten down is let the words of my heart and the meditation of, or let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart mm-hmm. be acceptable in your sight. Mm-hmm. The outcome of the gospel is that you right now are acceptable in God's sight. Hmm. He has accepted you. He has welcomed you. He has baptized you and made you a part of his family. Mm-hmm. It's It's not your successes or failures. Mm-hmm. It's Christ's success in your place. Mm. Amen. I, I think that that's a fantastic place to end this episode, uh, Other, unless you have any other no, closing thoughts. I, let, let's end uh, on a high note. Yeah. Yep. So come back next week to hear the New Testament lesson on this article of the Augsburg Confession. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason and Pastor Brett wrap up their discussion on Article 11 of the Augsburg Confession. God bless you and have a great week.